the Bell Wellness Experience, Episode 8. Here we go. All right, guys, Bill Wellness Experience, Episode 8. I got Kendra Bryan. She's a regional patient, regional director of patient experience. Um, so she does a lot of stuff in corporate wellness. She's also big into, you know, working out and fitness. So I wanted to bring her on. So I think she is here. Let's see. Hey there. How's it going? Great. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, no problem. Thank you for uh, taking time out of your schedule. I know you're pretty busy, you know, being uh, in, in corporate America and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for joining me. Before we uh, before we get started, I always like to start with a, um, a disclaimer and say, you know, like the views expressed on this podcast are mine and yours and don't necessarily reflect your employer. So, you know, we'll get that on out the way to, to cover cover both of us. <laughs> Probably for the best. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, once again, thank you for joining me. So I want to start with something simple. Um, you know, how did you get, you know, like in this in this line of work, you know, to the position that you're, you're, you're currently in? So it, it's been a journey. So I actually my background is in nursing. I am an RN by trade. Um, I started taking prereqs for nursing when I was still in high school. So it made the most sense when I got, you know, when I graduated, I just went ahead and completed my degree. Um, So I worked in the emergency room for a while after I graduated. And I just kind of discovered that bedside care and the clinical aspect just wasn't what I was passionate about. Mm -hmm. Um, And so from that point, I opened my own business for a couple years. I had my son was really young at that time. Um, and I've been a single mom since he was born. So it was just, it made the most sense for me and him at that point to, um, for me to have a job where I could be around him more. It was before he had started school and all of that. So, um, from there I got into corporate fitness. So I started working for anytime fitness. Um, I was a member experience director for them for three years. And then I saw the position posted where I currently work. And it seemed like the perfect fusion of my clinical background, as well as kind of member experience, patient experience. So that's when I transitioned into my current role, which was almost almost four years ago. Um, And I've been promoted a couple of times since then. And that's kind of how I ended up as a regional director. Okay, so you said you how old is your son now? He just turned 13 about two weeks ago. So that's been fun. Yeah, that's that's a fun age. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Everything I say is annoying. I I don't breathe right. I don't talk right. Yeah, everything. That's that's when, like, as a guy, like, stuff opens up for you. Like, the whole, like, world opens up. I don't need to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff's opening up, but the door's staying shut, so. (laughs) So so what kind of business did you have? Um, So completely unrelated to healthcare or anything that I had ever done. I did a, it was um, called Home Revolution. It was repainted and repurposed furniture, like the shabby chic decor. So like painting with my hands, repurposing um, like chairs and headboards into patio benches and things like that. 
Okay. Did, did you really? Do it? Like, yeah, I did. It was it was really it went really well at the time. Unfortunately, it was in a small town in Missouri, and the market just wasn't there for it. And I didn't want to stay in that part of Missouri forever, so um, ended up shutting that business down. And that's when I transitioned into the, like fitness corporate world. Okay, is that where you're from originally? Is Missouri? God no, God no. <laughs> 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 Not that Arkansas is any better, right? So yeah. I, was, I was born in Portland, Oregon. I um, was raised all over Arkansas. We moved like every two years. We weren't in the military or anything. I think my, my parents were just bored. Um, so they procreated a lot and moved around a lot. And um, so I'm second oldest of eight children, um, in case you thought I was lying. But um yeah, so then I lived in uh, Missouri for a while. That's where I graduated nursing school. I moved to Louisiana. That's where my son was born. Moved back to Missouri. Now I'm back to Arkansas. I said I would never come back here. Um, and here I am. So never say never. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've learned that in, in life and in business. Like, never, never say never. Right. So, so anytime fitness, you said you, you worked, like, what, what, what was what was that like, sort of? What was that like? Because I worked at anytime fitness as a... As a Did you really? As a trainer, I didn't. Okay. It wasn't really my. I didn't really like it. Uh, <laughs> of all the places I've worked, you know, as a trainer, that was probably like down on the list. So I mean, I didn't. Oh. You know, Ooh. it really worked for me, but you know. Well, it. There's multiple reasons it didn't work for me as well. Um, the main reason I got out of it, honestly, is because. It really depends on who owns the locations, honestly, and I'm not bashing anyone. I'll put that yeah. disclaimer out there. But the people who owned my particular group of Anytime Fitnesses were very conservative and very um, good old boy system. Gotcha. So gotcha. I, I worked them for, for them for a long time. None of the females were ever promoted. They were always kind of passed over. And it's just, it's. I know that's one of the questions we we're going to talk about is like, what is it like being um, in corporate America or being a female in corporate America? And it's, it's hard. It's very difficult. Cool. Um, and you sound crazy when you're like, Hey, I, I'm noticing all these trends and none of the women are being promoted, but our numbers are better. Like, and y'all drink beer together on the weekends and golf, like something's not adding up. So mm -hmm. that's why I got out of, um, anytime fitness, but, um, it was the best move for everyone. Gotcha. So, so sort of staying on that topic. Well, well, first who, what's the company you work for now? Is it compass? Compass One Healthcare. Yeah. Okay, so cool. basically to kind of explain what I do, it's I don't work for any one hospital. So hospitals contract our company out to do um, their environmental services, patient transport, finance, food and nutrition, all kinds of things. And, you know, we're one of we were voted one of the best companies to work for in corporate America by um by Forbes and all kinds of other uh, healthcare systems. So I'm actually, I love what I do now. I love the company I work for. And I'm not just saying that because we put a disclaimer. So, you know, I can't be held liable, but um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I feel very valued where I'm at now. And I, there's a lot of women in, in higher up positions at this company. And I'm, I'm very thankful to be where I'm at. That's cool. I remember. So this is sort of like how i figured out who you were. So I worked at Children's for five years, almost six years. When I first started at Children's, I actually, I have a background in food service. 
So okay. when I worked there, um, when I worked in food service at Children's, Aramark was like the people we contracted with. Oh, okay. Those are our competitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but then they like, you know, contract ran out and that's when Compass was brought in. And I went to, and I think by the time you guys took over, I switched to the fitness center. But I was at, I was a part of some like, um, I forgot what it was. It was called Champions for Children's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember you were like real big into like the your your employees that were there in food service. Like you really gave them credit for a lot of the work they did. And I remember thinking like this is pretty cool because I remember doing that kind of work and like nobody gave a damn about us. Like we were like low on a totem pole. And nobody gave us any credit for anything. But you were like really shouting out your employees. And I thought that was pretty neat. You know, you're doing that. Yeah, a big, a big um, part. So our patient experience program, we call positive impressions. And that's kind of what sets us apart from our competitors and really makes us more marketable when we go in for contracts and pitching sales pitches. But um, a big part of that is we recognize that patient experience really starts with employee experience and employee engagement. So yeah. a big pillar of what we do is employee recognition, rewards, um, on the spot recognition, a lot of training, but just really understanding and appreciating where our associates come from, even though a lot of them sometimes don't have a high school education mm -hmm. or, you know, and they, or they've been a housekeeper or food service worker for 20, 30 years, yeah. that doesn't make them any less valuable or any less human than the CEO of the hospital. Mm -hmm. So it, I, I love that about our company that we really take a lot of pride in appreciating our frontline associates. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So, so over the last few years, really, in the last five years with the like the Me Too movement and all types of things like that, it's been like a big sort of like a lot of positive change in the world, but in the workplace, you know, as well. Like from your point of view, exactly like how have things changed like in the workplace? Well, I don't, this was a hard question for me because I think it, it completely depends on who you work for the culture of the company that you work for previously if you had asked me that when i was at my previous employers i i wouldn't have had great things to say about that aspect of it now a lot has changed for me because in the past five years four years ago is when i started with compass so it's been a positive change for me there's still there's still challenges being a female in corporate but with this particular company i'm i'm lucky that they really value and protect the women um, and they respect us and they hear us. And we have, um, you know, I've, I feel very protected by my bosses and, you know, my, my male counterparts and things like that. I've never, I haven't had a negative experience. So I'm very thankful for that. That's good to hear. So elaborating on that. Um, so, so what is it like being a woman in, in corporate America? Cause you know, I, I, I've, I told coworkers, um, you know, in the past, I was like, if I was a woman, I would stay in my house and not do anything. Cause I mean, people are just like crazy, you know, like I, I it's, it was, it's just tough. Obviously I'm saying that as a man, but so like, what, what is it like being a woman in, in corporate America? Well, first of all, I appreciate you recognizing that it is challenging for women because sometimes, you know, that this can go for gender or race or anything. It's a lot of times people don't see it as a problem because they haven't experienced it firsthand. But, you know, I appreciate it when when men can see that it, it is a challenge for women. Um, and you're right. There, there's sometimes I get almost like 
depressed or like in a funk because of the way that I'm treated, not just in corporate, but as a, as a female in general, just mm -hmm. the amount of inappropriateness or unwanted comments or little snide comments when you walk by, like all of that just, it is really like a, tons of little paper cuts, you know? And it's just like, it really gets overwhelming sometimes and it makes you want to, to mute who you are as a person, but I mean, you know me, like that's not really who I am. So I'll get, I'll get in a funk for a couple hours or a day. And then I'm like, fuck these motherfuckers. Like mama's back. I'm going to wear what I want and say what I want. Y'all can kiss my ass. So <laughs> yeah. So um, it is, it is very, very challenging because we still, I still in, encounter not necessarily with our company, but sometimes our clients are a lot of, I don't know how to say how else to say this, but old white men and they they have a certain mentality and this isn't everybody. But a lot of the ones that we encounter, they they think the women should be quiet and speak when spoken to. And they may not say that to your face, but that's exactly how they interact with you. Or I'll be next to a male counterpart. They will only talk to the male counterpart. They won't make eye contact with me. If they ask a question, they're asking him. They don't value my presence or or my opinion. Um, simply because I'm a woman. And that's like, that's very disheartening. And it just, it riles me up. Like I get so <laughs> angry about that. Um, like I'm here, I'm not invisible. I have an opinion. I'm just as educated. I'm just as professional. I, I, I know just as much as the man next to me, but mm. a lot of time, and this isn't me specifically, this is yeah. women in general. You know, I know it's not specific to me. It's not personal. It's just how they view women as a whole. Yeah, I think a, a lot of problems and I spoke to someone about this a couple of weeks ago, like I recognize even though I'm black and, and there's a lot of, you know, stuff going discrimination, I, I do recognize I'm a male and I recognize my male privilege. Like it may not be the same as sort of like white male privilege, but I do understand I have male privilege in this world and also in the workplace. So me understanding that I can I can see where women are coming from. I, I feel like if more like white males understood their privilege it would help them you know sort of get where but they but they don't understand it and a lot of times they don't want to understand it right but, you know I, i've learned to understand my privilege and also like my mom was a single mom you know so i've always heard like women powerful voices so like women have always been like, powerful to me and i've always you know appreciated where they were coming from so that's what yeah was. i think you're right a lot of it's willful ignorance mm -hmm. um and that's just what's so frustrating to me. I mean, I, I've had that happen my whole life. And again, I know if it's happening to me, it's happening to other women because I've talked to other women. But even like going into Lowe's, I just purchased a home a couple months ago, go into Lowe's with the man that I'm dating. And it's my home. It's my money. It's my decision. Do they look at me? No, they look at the man and that just irritates the shit out of me. I'm yeah, like, yeah. it's my money. Like, you don't even know you don't even know the situation. Like, why do you automatically discount the woman? That's just so yeah. frustrating to me. Yeah. That happened to me and my wife when we were um, buying a car a couple years ago. Like we went to, I went to the dealership with her cause I knew, you know, guys try to, you know, get over on the women. Yeah. Like, it, she's buying a car, but the guy's like talking to me. I'm like, dude, I'm not here for me. I don't need a car. Like she's right. looking to her. She knows what she wants. I don't even know what she wants. Right. Right. <laughs> Like, She's probably ready to slap that guy too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it's crazy. So switching gears. Um, so you know you're into into fitness. Obviously, you you know worked in fitness. Just <laughs> guns. 
Sun's yeah. out, sun's out, right? Do they look big? Can you can you Photoshop that? I, yeah, I can add a little bit. I can add a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Throw that trust. Yeah. So, so, how important like is exercise to you? Oh my God, I can't even. The only thing more important would be my child, <laughs> and it's mainly for my mental health. So, if I I notice that if I don't go every day, mm-hmm. and this is what works for me, I'm not saying everybody should go every day, but that's what works for me. If I don't go, I get real moody. And I'm not as great of a parent or a partner or an employee as when I go every day. Like it's a way for me to decompress, put on my headphones. I don't have a workout partner. I don't work out with other people. Like that's, that's my time. Like that's my time. I don't want to, I'm not there to socialize, like put on my headphones. I listen to rock or metal. So I put that music on and then it's like, you know, I'm, I'm there for a purpose and then I'm a, I'm a happier person. I'm easier to deal with and I'm not as, you know, testy. I, you know, I get riled up like 60 times a day. So it helps me get riled up about 30 versus 60 if I don't. <laughs> How did you get into like working out? Is it like been always something that you've done or like? No, no, it hasn't. So right around the time I actually, I hadn't ever been into fitness until I started working for Anytime Fitness. Mm. I, maybe, maybe a couple months prior. So my very first experience with working out was I was friends with this girl and she started doing bodybuilding competitions. And so I was like, yes, like I love her body composition. I love how feminine she still looks, even competing. That's what I want. That's like, that's body goals for me. But I didn't know anything about it. And I was, I used to be very shy and introverted. So I just, I just went to the gym and just ran on the treadmill. Like, I guess I thought that was going to, you know, because when you're, when you're, when you're uneducated on, on what to do, yeah, and that's what you think is going to get you your results. Okay. Oreo. <laughs> Someone's knocking on my door, so he's mad. Um, so, so I started running. Obviously, that didn't give me the results that I wanted. So I uh, started going to a gym, which was like an old school, dirty, like uh, powerlifting gym, and. I hired my first personal trainer because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oreo, stop. So I hired him and I was like, I had watched like all these videos on weightlifting and stuff. And I was like, I want to know how to deadlift. I don't know why that stuck out to me, but I was like, this looks so cool. Like if I do this, I'm going to be a total badass. So I was like, I hired this guy and I was like, teach me how to deadlift. So I started training with him, uh, learned how to deadlift, learned a lot of like compound powerlifting moves, things like that. Then when I started working for Anytime Fitness, um, there was a girl in there who also competed. And that's when I really kind of dug into like how to manipulate your muscle tissue essentially to get whatever you want. Like that's crazy to me. It's wild to me and fascinating. Like literally just certain tweaks in your uh, your diet or just certain things that you do or your water intake or your salt intake, like everything can your body can be manipulated. Like you can create something. It's art. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I started competing. I did my first show did terrible. Like, of course I didn't place. And it was just looking back on picture, my posing. It was so cringy. Like, I hope, I hope those photos are erased from the internet. Wellness bikini or, uh, bikini. Bikini. Yeah. So, 
um, when I moved back down to Arkansas, I'm just a very competitive person. So I was like, okay, I want to compete again, but I'm not getting up there and embarrassing myself. Like I'm going to hire a real coach. I'm not just not going to be a friend. You know, it's going to be like an actual coach. So I went online, did a lot of research and hired a, a virtual trainer out of California. And he trained a lot of um, very like some Mr. Olympias and things of that nature. So I um, trained with him, uh, placed in a couple shows, did pretty good, ended up hiring another trainer closer to home who was just a little a little bit better at communication and things like that. And that's important to me. It's like constant communication um, and ended up placing first, um, did really well, went on to a national level, did pretty well there. Um, and it's just, it's just addictive. Like you just get addicted to the results and um, what you can do with your body. Is that something you would like to like resume in the future or like you just done with it? No, I think about it all the time. <laughs> I think about it a lot. Um, it's, it's difficult because with my job, I cover eight States and I fly every week or every other week. Okay. The, the, um, training aspect is easy for me. That comes easy. I love working out. It's just part of my day. That's not difficult for me. It's the nutrition, um, and being able to take my food with me or eat at a certain time or keep my food in a fridge while I'm up rounding on patients and, or meeting with hospital CEOs and not being able to eat my meals on time. So I don't want to get back into fitness or I, I'm sorry, into competing until I know that I can dedicate the right amount of time and energy to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Cause I, um, I did a competition back in 2015, a physique. I can't, I can't do the bodybuilding. Like I don't, I don't have the legs to, to do. Bodybuilding. <laughs> Those boys are big boys. So, yeah. So I, I did physique and like being backstage, like just the community is so like supportive, like, be, backstage everybody's like pulling for each other and, yes. like, and i'm like you like i was an introvert so i'm sitting back there with my headphones on right. like, <laughs> everybody's like hey you know where are you from you know blah 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 and, but it was just cool like everybody's support it's not like a you know i'm gonna beat you you know you right. it's not like all catty yeah 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 like everybody was so cool and i mean it's something i want to do again but you know i mean being busy you know it's, it's you got to put time into it to you it's know. like having another full-time job. And awesome. that's the thing. It's like you have to you have to look at it as a job. You can't, if you want to be successful in bodybuilding or competing, you can't half-ass it. You can't be like, oh, well, I'm gonna do all these other things, and then I guess I'll do some bodybuilding as well. Like, no, it has to be, yeah, it has <laughs> to be like center focused. You're not gonna go out to eat with your friends, you're not gonna have a glass of wine. Like, if you wanna, if you wanna be a champion, then you get you have to act like a champion and eat like yeah. a champion. <laughs> You got to do like the Tom Brady, like no sugar, like right? Avocado right. ice cream, like it is. It's, it's crazy. I would never disrespect my body by eating avocado <laughs> ice cream first. I want to try it though. I want to try it. I, I just, it was, I feel like the texture would be really weird. I don't I didn't know. Think it was real. I didn't think it was real, and then I, I looked it up, and it's, it's like it's at Target. They sell it at Target. I thought it was what? just some Tom Brady, like made up, you know. But it's right, like his personal chef, like made it for him. Yeah, it's it's a real thing. So, so you said you cover eight states and you're in, in corporate. So like one of the things I hear from people and obviously I'm not trying to talk bad about anybody, you know, everybody has their own thing, but like a lot of people say they don't have time or they're tired or this and that. Like what advice would you give people being that you are like super busy and you travel all over the country, but you still like every day make time for the gym? <laughs> 
quit making excuses, man. That I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I hear that one all the time too, but it's really not about having the time. It's about making the time. Yeah. It's like, how important is it to you? How important is your health to you? How important are your results to you? And that's going to directly translate into the amount of energy you find to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. If it's not important to you, then you're going to find every excuse in the book. But if it's, if it's on your priority list and that's something that you know you want, you're going to find the time. You're going to make the time. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get up at 4 a.m., catch a flight, go to whatever city I need to go to, still go to the gym before I hit the hay that night or get up in the morning and go before I go to the account the next day. So, I mean, there's what they say, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. <laughs> you just, well, well, you well, just have to All the time is like make sure the gym is a part of your day, just like eating breakfast or anything. Like you can't just say like if I have extra time, I'll go. Right. It's, it's kind of like budgeting. Like you can't say if I have a little money left, I'm going to do blah. Like you got to put that in your budget. Like right. you got to put the gym into your day. That, that, that'll help you out. But some people really don't want to, you know, they, they, they say they do until they, uh, you know, you know, see what it takes. And then it's like, Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm not ready for that. Well, one thing I, I want to get your thoughts on this is sort of annoying to me is and I actually see more women doing this than I do men, like being jealous of other women when they work out and they like post their results or post their body. They're like, well, why are they, why do they have to show off their body? And I'm like, they spent two, three hours in the gym. They should show it all. Right. Like, I'm, not, I'm not working out to keep my shirt on. Like I want people to see it. Like, what are your thoughts when you hear people say stuff like that? Mind your business. First. <laughs> That's what I don't understand. It really, you know, it irritates me too. It really gets under my skin because why are you worried about someone else? Like, I think it all goes back to their own insecurities. Mm -hmm. um, and I used to be the same way. So I know from experience and it was coming from a place of insecurity. Um, so I think like it's, it's not your body. It's not your results. You don't know their story. You don't know how much it took for them to even post that online or if they're scared to death to post that online or if they used to be overweight or, or, or overcame an eating disorder like I did. Like you don't know their story or where they came from. So it's all unique to them. Um, and I think a big part of like our society now is like, oh, women empowerment, women supporting women. But the biggest pushback I've gotten in corporate and in fitness has been from other women. And I'm like, that's that's not the message that we're all saying publicly, but that's yeah, what it yeah. is behind closed doors. It's, you know, you're the people who should be on your side and advocating for you are kind of the ones that are maybe acting out of jealousy or insecurity. A lot of that stuff is like is great marketing, like women empowering women. That's great marketing to get people in. Kind of like a lot of companies took on the whole like Black Lives Matter, but they really don't give a damn about black people. It's just like good marketing. So right. that whole thing, you know, is just but I remember um a couple of years ago, I don't know if you knew this lady, but she called herself uh, the no excuse mom. She had like three kids and she like was her body was like she was built and she went on a show and like the host of the show and like audience members just trashed her because they were like, why are you posting your pictures? It was one lady was, that was saying, you know, you're posting this picture. I'm just naturally big. I'm never going to look like that. And like the whole they would just be rating the, for no reason. It was insane. And she was like, well, how do you know you're not, you're not going to look like that? Do you put in this time? Do you do this? Do you do that? You know, like you don't know what you're going to look like if you're not putting in that time. Exactly. Exactly. That's just that's just hateful. 
Yeah. yeah. For no reason. Yeah, well, like, I said, all about, like you said, that marketing, the show, the front. But what what actions are you doing to back up what you're saying? And a lot of times companies and people aren't backing it up at all. They just want that front of like, oh, look how much I'm doing or how supportive I am. And then just. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the, the people that post like happy pictures on Facebook. Their life is perfect. You know, and it, but then, you know, two weeks later, they like. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. It's the ones who are always bragging and posting how in love they are. The, are the ones that, you know, getting cheated on. Yeah. Yeah. So you you mentioned this earlier a couple times uh, about you know the gym is good for like your your mental health like how how do you feel like that is 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 that like one of the key things because you know I'm not the type of person that says like oh you know I simply go to the gym for health reasons like a lot of it is aesthetics for me like being honest but like it's like your mental health is like a is that a big big reason why you go yeah so you know there's a lot of um, stereotypes or uh, just mixed messages when it comes to mental health as far as there's still being a stigma against it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've been diagnosed with PTSD and anxiety. Um, and that's, I, you know, I, I tried a lot of different medications to help me with that. I suffer from insomnia, um, like really bad chronic insomnia for years I have. And the gym is the one thing that has alleviated a lot of that. Now, I don't think that the gym is a fix all for those types of things, especially yeah. mental health is a lot of times chemical. Um, so I still take a medication for my anxiety, but it's like I can I can manage it in a healthier way by go by going there and getting some of that out. It helps me sleep better and just it helps me just to deal with all that mental baggage going on uh, by just getting it out. Yeah. Do, do you do like any sort of like. Um like yoga or Pilates or anything, or do you strictly like hardcore, like lifting? So I don't, don't like technically do that, but I dedicate at least 30 minutes before every session before I lift to stretching and foam okay. rolling. Okay. Yeah. So I, that's not something that I've always done probably in the past year. Um, my coach in Texas, the one that helped me bring home first place for the first time, um, he's big into stretching and yoga and just maintaining your overall body and um, your health and not just from a, you know, like weightlifting standpoint. So he encouraged me to start doing that. And I once I started doing that consistently, I noticed a huge difference in my recovery, my mobility, um, my flexibility, all of that stuff when I started stretching consistently consistently. So now I can't not do it. It's just yeah. like, kind of like going to the gym. It's just part of my routine. I come in, I put my headphones on, I immediately stretch and foam roll for 30 minutes. Um, and when I don't, there was one day this week I, would, I had traveled to Tennessee and I, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't have time that day or I didn't make the time either way um, to, to stretch and foam roll. And the next day I was so stiff. Just, I was like, okay, am I getting older? Is this because my body, I mean, I'll be 33 this year. This is my Jesus year. So if I have something to do with age. May 9th, I'll be 33. Okay. We're the same age. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, mine's not till July, but yeah, calling it my Jesus year. So. Yeah, me, me, me too. Me too. <laughs> what, what, uh, what all eight, what eight states do you cover? Oh God. Okay. Um, Arizona, Arkansas, Tennessee, Texas, Oklahoma, New Mexico, Louisiana. Did I already say Mississippi? I don't think so. <laughs> so is, is that, is that based on like, 
this actual company or is you just like is it so do you go to like is there another like manager or director that goes to other places or yes we have we have a uh, god like maybe 10 or 12 regional directors um yeah so we cover all of the united states we have some um in, including hawaii and alaska and then we have some um uh in some european countries like as well so we we cover a lot of areas and it kind of depends on like like the New York area, those territories have less states, but there's more hospitals in that compound amount of states. So, so you 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 mentioned you purchased the house in Arkansas. So you plan on being around this area for? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not get it twisted. No, oh. it is in my four-year plan because it started out as a five-year plan, and now we're trying to four to okay get out of Arkansas. It's just. Um, I'm not going to speak trash about my home state too much, but it's just a little too conservative and a little, I don't like the way legislation is going and the, the laws um, being passed. And I, that's this really is an environment I want my son to go to school in and be raised in. So I'm looking at either Colorado or Arizona. It's kind of in my four, four year plan to relocate. Um, so and I love the mountains. I know a lot of people prefer the beach, but I love the mountains. So I'm kind of hoping to get out that way. So, what? but my house this is just like a plug in case anyone wants to buy a house here. Um, um, no, I bought it and I've done a lot of renovation and wonderful things to it. And uh, I won't have a problem selling it. So it's kind of an investment. I got you. Okay. That's, that's smart. That's smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so what's something that you want to, besides getting out of Arkansas, what's something <laughs> you want to accomplish like in the future? Ooh, man. Um, Something I want to accomplish in the future. Um, Bodybuilding wise, I want to compete in wellness instead of bikini. I've spent um, four years. I haven't competed in four years and I've spent that time putting on a lot of quality muscle. I weigh more now than I ever have in my life. Um, my competing weight before was like 111 pounds. I'm like 160 something now. I don't weigh myself on a consistent basis, so I'm not sure. Um, because I would get probably too depressed. Um, but it's just, you know, now I, I lift to be strong. I go to the gym to be strong and to feel good. And I just pulled 250 pounds on deadlifts the other day. So it's just like, that's like, thank you, thank you. So, um, and I've herniated a disc in my back. I've had a back injury. So just like those types of accomplishments, those strength accomplishments are huge for me. Um, one of my goals is to deadlift 300. Um, I would like to have that by the summer. And then um, to compete in wellness, which is a new category in bodybuilding, yeah. really focusing on the lower body shape and strength. Um, and that's where I, I carry most of my sizes in my lower body. So um, I'm excited. I, I would love to compete in wellness. If, if you don't mind, um, I, I've obviously seen a lot of people um, I know and just a lot of people in general that I follow switch to wellness. So do you mind explaining like to the people the difference between like wellness division and the, the bikini uh, division? Yeah, so bikini is more, I guess, more tone. It's more about like that, the tighter bikini body, like you want the high and tight glutes, you want the ab definition, you want, you want some roundness in the delts, but it's really not about muscle size or composition. It's about like your overall package, like your posing, your suit, your makeup, like all of that goes into play. Of course, the bodybuilding aspect is a big part of that um, about like the balance and the overall package that you bring to the stage. Um, wellness is, it still has those elements to it, but it is more focused on 
the actual muscle composition of your lower body. So like before I've been, I've had points taken off of my judging and I scored lower because I had too much definition in my quads. Um, so like when I lean out, I'm just, I'm, my body is not made to be that tiny. Mm. Um, so wellness kind of adapts to that group of girls who have spent more time and energy focusing on building your glutes or your hamstrings, that, that uh, glute uh, hammy tie-in, the, the more defined quads, things like that. So, um, and then of course, more roundness in your more upper body, like roundness in your delts and things of that nature. So, and that's where I feel more comfortable. Like that's healthy wise, like mm -hmm. health wise, that's where I feel like I'm healthy and where my body is thriving is, it's like that bigger size. So, so during, during your like, um, I think you said it's been, been a little while since you've done one, but like, what's, what's your diet? Like, Throughout, like your your <laughs> your prep. For, your prep <laughs> okay, I thought you were gonna ask what it was like now, and I was like, oh, I mean, oh, I had Popeyes no. earlier today. <laughs> um, that Popeye biscuit took a while to go down. Um, what's what it's like during competing? Is was that the question? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is like when you're competing? So I always hire a coach for my nutrition aspect because, like I said. That's where I struggle. Nutrition is hard for me and I need that accountability. Um, so I always hire a coach for that. So he makes my meal plan, but he'll he'll give me exactly like meal by meal what I need to eat. But he's amazing in the sense that I'm never starved. I'm never I'm not having zero carb days. And I know when I was first starting out doing competitions and I've worked with some coaches that are that way, they're like, you know, two hours of cardio today and no carbs. And it's just, it's not good for your body, especially females. Like our hormones will get all out of whack. You'll mm -hmm. stop having periods. Like all of these crazy things will happen to your body. But, you know, I'm lucky that I found a coach that understands, you know, overall health and, and the longevity of bodybuilding. And you can't do it long-term if you're not doing it correctly. Um, so yeah, I'll do like six meals a day. Um, my body responds best to um, a lot of fruit in my diet and a lot of uh, seafood, like fish and shrimp in my diet, um, I, and and rice, rice and oatmeal. But any anything else from that, I my body kind of will. I'll get real bloaty if I eat a lot of beef or potatoes, things like that. So you, you, really can, you can shout out your coach. You can give your coach a <laughs> shout out. You know. Plug in, plug in. <laughs> yeah and he's expecting his first baby now he's with a wonderful woman and they're expecting their first child so yeah he's he, we call him the uh asian messiah he's he's super smart he was actually the very first ever um men's classic bodybuilding pro he was the oh, first yeah. man when they created the division to ever go pro okay well yeah, yeah so his first jesse, jesse valencia look him up on facebook Okay. Hire him. He's also a massage therapist, but yeah, he's, he's, he's been wonderful for me. Okay. That's cool. So, so whenever you're, you're competing, um, do you like totally cut out alcohol or like, what, what, what is that like? Yeah. Cause I have, I don't know if everyone's this way, but probably not. But for me, it's like, you give me an inch and I'm going to take a mile. So if, <laughs> if he's like, like for me, it's all or nothing. It's like balls to the wall or like, I have to be super strict. Because if he's like, okay, you can have one section of dark chocolate, which we tried that one one time when I was on prep. 
you can have one square of dark chocolate. Nah, got to eat the whole bar. <laughs> like, oh, you can have one glass of red wine. Nah, got to drink the whole bottle. So it's like, I, I know that about myself that I can't do like if it fits your macros or anything mm -hmm. like that, because I have to have like rigid structure or I'll just act, act a damn fool. So <laughs> that's what works for me. That, that's actually how I got started drinking wine. Cause I, 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 I do uh, still drink beer, but like back when I was going through that, like obviously I knew I couldn't drink beer. So I was researching wine and they were like, you know, wine, you know, in moderation is okay to drink. And ever since then I've been hooked on red wine. So man, what's your, what's your go-to red wine? Um, uh, Sean Minor, um, Pinot, Pinot Noir. Ooh, you fancy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I went to um man, where did I go? It was some restaurant and they um they would give you like a little sample, you know, to test out. And I drunk some and I was like, what is this? And he told me That's Olive Garden. No, no, no I was <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the OG. It wasn't the OG. <laughs> the OG. <laughs> when, I, when I told him, you know, I looked it up in the book and then after that I went to the liquor store to see if they had it and they did. And man, I've been I've been on it ever since. Ooh, like, I like a good I like a good um riscato. Okay. Or a Moscato, like both of those. They just go down so a little I don't, too. I don't I can't do sweet at all. Oh really? See, that's I don't like, I don't like a super dry wine. I do. That's the real wine though. Like sweet wine is like that's that's Kool-Aid. Listen, I, so I'm officially an adult now, so I bought a house, but then I also <clears throat> me and my 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 brother stays with me and my son and sometimes we'll come in the living room in the evenings and play like board games and me and my brother will drink. And we were drinking one night and my son had this idea. He was like, hey, I saw this ad on one of my games that I was playing for like a wine subscription. I did it. I did it. I was drinking and I did it. And I got my first like subscription box of wine. And it's been like super cool because they, they like you can fill out a questionnaire and they'll send you what they think you'll like. I tried to do something like that one time and they said they did. They couldn't deliver to like Arkansas. They do now. Oh, okay. Well, you need to send me that. <laughs> no, remember I, I posted the other day about that FedEx driver being very inappropriate and adding yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was delivering my wine. That's why I had to sign for it. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So that was the best thing that came out of that scenario was, you know, I could drink that night. <laughs> yeah. So, so what kind do you get? Like, uh, like different kinds of like wine in the in your in your box. Like, how, how yeah, I've only done it one time, but it's really cool because they will send you like a description of the wine, what it's best paired with, what are some of the flavors that come out with the wine. So that's super cool. But they sent me like three reds and a Chardonnay. Oh, which wow. I've only I haven't I've only tried the Chardonnay so far. I haven't tried the other ones yet, but I feel very adult. I feel like I've you know I, I've peaked at this. But point. I'll I'll go through it like fast though because I'll I'll get two glasses a night and then, you know, it's only going to hold, you know, maybe four <laughs> glasses, you know. And maybe. And it really depends. Like my wine glasses are big. So I'm like a glass of wine. Is that really like three ounces or is that the glass is full? Because oh, yeah, like, a bottle's only like two glasses. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing about 10 ounces. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's one thing. Like when I go to restaurants now, it's like, I feel like I'm getting cheated, but it's because yeah. I'm pouring my own, and they, you know, obviously have their, you know, little pours. They do. So, yeah. yeah, I'm like, is that really five ounces? That feels like two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, dude, top it off a little bit. Come on. <laughs> well, Kendra, thank you so much um, for taking time out of your schedule, you know, to come on and, and talk to me and tell people, you know, about your experience in in corporate America and also, especially fitness. I mean, I feel like people really, 
get a lot from that. The fact that you're busy and also a single, well, you really have three jobs, honestly, like gym, single mother, and you know, my, my my job that pays the bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you're doing so. Thir- th- you said your son is thirteen. Yeah, just turned thirteen. Yep. Is he into like sports or anything, or is he just like video games or? Yeah. So um, he when I found out I was pregnant, I like I'm I'm not religious now, but I was raised religious. So I was like on my knees. I was like, God, if you're there, please make it a boy because I don't like I can't handle a girl. Well, it was a boy, and also like I love sports, right? So like football season, I play fantasy football. Like I love sports. I was like, yes, like I'm gonna have a boy. I'm gonna have him in his cute little cute little like football outfit. It's gonna be great. He hates sports. I've tried soccer, football, baseball, all of them. He's just, that's not his thing. And that's fine. But he is into, um, he's a big gamer. He likes video game design. And recently I, I, so for Christmas, I bought him a custom built PC for gaming. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. I went in there the other day and he's earning cryptocurrency. What? Yeah. 13, like who taught him this? He's showing me his screen. It's got like all these graphs and like mm-hmm. he's earning this money and then cashing it out on like gift cards to give to his little friends. I was like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> like, I'm not mad about that. Mama's going to have a good retirement home someday. So oh, yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. He's on to something. With me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, do your thing, boo boo. Keep your door closed, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 13. I mean, this is figuring a lot of stuff out like yeah that's a nice way to put it (laughs) so who's your favorite football team i go for the saints who that oh yeah see i didn't like that attitude that you just gave me right there i don't know what that was well they you know their quarterback you know should have retired five years ago he couldn't throw the ball 10 yards so he finally retired and let somebody else uh, you know we're gonna pick this conversation up offline so i can beat your ass because what yeah. I'm not going to do is have this verbal abuse right now. I'm 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 disappointed that you guys let Tom Brady win another Super Bowl. The Saints beat their ass twice in the regular season, and then in the playoffs decided that they, you know, just going to lay down and let old old Tom beat them again. So yeah. when Tom when Tom has a win on his mind, nobody can stop him. I, I recognize I recognize game when I see it. Well, I mean, you know, when it, when the refs happen, you know, and you know he's gonna get every call. Thank you, thank you. It's rigged. Yeah, it. it well, it's I, would, I wouldn't say rigged. That's that's. No, I will say that. I will say it. The strong, but the same. Yeah, I, my cousin is a big, big Saints fan. He's from like, well, he lived around that area for a long. I've never actually been to New Orleans. What? I hear, yeah, I, what I hear like so. Some people say New Orleans is like cool. Other people say it's just like a. I don't want to. It's a dirty city. It's yeah. a very dirty city. But I, I live down there. My son was born in Lafayette, but I spent some time in New Orleans and I have um, a couple hospitals down there and in Baton Rouge. So I'm, I'm down there quite a bit. It's a dirty city. It's wild. It's unpredictable. And there's a lot of crime. But man, their food mm, makes it worth it. Makes it worth it. The, the way you just gloss over crime like it's no big deal to get the food. <laughs> Listen to this. Listen to this shit. The last time I stayed down there, I was like, okay, I'm gonna stay in a like a little cute Airbnb because like I'm tired of staying in hotels. So I I got on Airbnb and I found this cute little place and it was like it was like um historic downtown, like cute Airbnb, luxurious. And I was like, okay, yeah, like I'm gonna I'm gonna treat myself. I go down there and when I say it's in the ghetto, I cannot even like 
there's literally hookers on the street corner in oh, front yeah. of the house I'm staying at, right? But with, with how Airbnbs work, you have to prepay for it. So it's not like I can get my money back. And, yeah. and the company's paying for it. So I'm like, I'm not going to go somewhere else and waste their money. So I stay there. But the door also wouldn't lock from the outside. So every day I would go to work at the hospital. I'd come home and I had a kitchen knife I carried with me. And I would like, I was like walking through the house, like clearing the house to make sure no one was in there. When I, I was like, I know I'm going to die on this trip. Like this is, this is where it ends. And I would like, there was one morning I left and I was driving and it's all like one way streets down there. So I had to make us big circle through the neighborhood to get on the interstate. And I go around this corner and there's like six huge men standing in the middle of the road. Oh, wow. just standing there. And I have to go down this road. And I was like, and I'm in like this Audi and I'm like, okay, so in my view, it's a real car. It's not mine. Like, but yeah, I, thought yeah. I, was gonna be, like I was trying to be bougie. So I go down there and I was like, shit, like they, if they want to, they can stop my car, beat in my window and I'm dead and no one's going to know where I'm at. But I just like creep my car through the crowd and they just like, they're looking at me, but they just like, let me go through. And I just, I do that with my head. I was like, yeah. And I look in my rearview mirror and they just busted up laughing hysterically. <laughs> then they're like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, 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 respected, they, they respected that. That's what it was. They respected you having the gall to do that. So Yeah, I was like, what's up? <laughs> Mama's home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure your company would have understood if you told them, hey, it's hookers in front of my house. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure they would understand. <laughs> no, my boss, my boss is hilarious, but he probably would have been like, "Oh, well, you fit right in." I've <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wasted company money doing stuff way less dramatic than that just because I didn't want to do something. So I mean, well, I mean, because someone from work might hear me, I am very fiscally responsible with my work card. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh yeah, never, never, never waste a company dime. Yeah, this is gonna be on the internet, so they're gonna hear it. So yeah, I'm glad I'm glad to know you're fiscally responsible. But yeah, yeah you, uh, thank you again for for coming on and um, sure we'll you know I'm an Eagles fan. We, we're going through some stuff, so so I really have no room to, to talk. going through a little depression right now. It's fine. <laughs> Being a Philly sports fan is like that's a different world. You know, it's just like it's 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 a lot. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. It takes a strong person to be a, a Philly fan. I've, since I was like six years old, so I really, that's, that's all I know. It's like being a Razorback fan. They give us so so much emotional whiplash, I swear. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm not even like necessarily a Razorback fan per se because I hate other Razorback fans because they're just like Dallas Cowboy fans. They're just so... So delusional about stuff, but yeah, I, I do pull for him in basketball because I mean I've always liked basketball and just you know kids and stuff like that. But yeah, they did I, pretty well this year. They did, they did. I'm I'm upset about that, but you know Baylor was just a better team. You know you yeah. just you can't be mad. we can't be mad if we get beat by better. I can respect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you gonna meet people in life that are better than you sometimes. You know it's just how you how you react to it. They didn't quit, so I'm all exactly exactly. But you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for for coming on. This was this was a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm really glad. I didn't realize you had so much like experience in in like wellness overall. So I mean that, that's that's really cool that you you know and you're you're young too. So I mean you got you got a lot you got a lot to you know you may be like president of of that company like 
before long. Don't forget it. (laughs) (laughs) I have a lot to learn. I have so much to learn in my current position, but I'm hungry for it. How how many uh, real quick? Do you have like employees under you? Yes. How, How many do you have under you currently? So I, my employees are patient experience managers at other hospitals and they oversee like the frontline associates. So I personally have about 20 people that directly report to me. Okay. Okay. And then they have people under them, but those are like my direct reports. Do you um, only do children's hospitals or do you do? No, no. In fact, I think I only have. So Arkansas Children's is actually one of my accounts now, but that's where I first got started with the company was at Arkansas Children's, like you mentioned. Um, So now as a regional, that falls under me. And the girl who took my spot is now my employee, um, which is interesting. So um, but I think I only have three children's hospitals and the rest of them are adult care facilities. Okay. Okay. cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of work, but you seem like you enjoy it. That's that's. that's Oh, you, you can't see these bags under my eyes here. No, I, I, I see. I see the joy. You know, you talking about your job, like you. You know, you really. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Stay I'm, very, I'm very fulfilled with it. I like how you you twisted that. Um, well, and just in case your boss sees it, I'm trying to like you know oh, sell good it. One. Like, you know, you really. You know. Can you say it. something about like I need a raise or something? Um, you know, she she needs a raise. See, there was a lot of hesitation in that, and I just need it to be more believable. I didn't believe that, and I believe it myself, but when you said it, I didn't. She needs a 35% raise by the end of quarter two of this year. Yeah, baby, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's very specific. It's very, yeah, It's there's an end date in mine. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, you know, everybody can use a 35% raise. So. <laughs> Minimum, yeah. Minimum, yeah. But yeah, you enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, well, I'm going to go lift now. So thank you so much. It was great talking with you. Thanks for coming on. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, that was Kendra Bryan. She's doing a lot of stuff in corporate wellness. If you guys um, like this episode, Bell Wellness Experience on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Charles Bell on YouTube. Yeah, got lost a second there. Charles Bell on YouTube. Um, so, yeah. You uh, like this episode, like, subscribe. We'll see you next time.